Hello, podcast fans. Adam Carolla here. I'm leading the fight against patent trolls who are threatening this medium. It's not about me. It's about the podcast you're listening to right now. If I go down, this show could be next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll for more information on how you can keep podcasting alive. Thank you and mahalo. Hey, everybody. It is Jeff here with the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, this is a special episode because I'm sitting by myself in a hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm here to drive a whole bunch of Nissan product. They call it a product day, and they basically bring out everything they've got, some stuff that we don't get in the States, some, some foreign goodies. And then they actually brought out a few heritage vehicles, which was pretty cool to see, too. Uh, actually, those are my favorite cars of the day. Uh, Mr. Blake Z. Rong, the professional, the professional automotive journalist, was there as well, um, but he's off doing professional automotive journalist stuff, and I'm sitting in my hotel room getting ready uh, before dinner, so I thought I'd record a quick podcast. This won't be as long as the normal podcast. Consider this a special episode, kind of like a thoughts from the road after uh, driving a bunch of cars. Uh, so as I said, we were – I was in Nashville – and uh, we actually were in the Bell Mead section. If you know Nashville at all, you know that's the ritzy, fancy, fancy pants section. In fact, the base of operations for today was the house they used, I guess, in the show Nashville to shoot the pilot. Um, it's an $18 million mansion, so I'm, it's ridiculous, but it was awesome at the same time. So uh, I'm just flipping through my notes here. And, um, well, one of the – let's see. Oh, here we go. So one of the first cars I drove today was actually a 1960 Datsun pickup truck. Uh, and it was amazing. It's so little inside. You know, my knees are in my face. And then randomly when I have to shift into first gear, it's basically under my leg. But it didn't matter. The car was so, so awesome. They advertise there's a badge on the side that says 60 horsepower. That's a, a mark of achievement for that thing. Um, but it's so little and it's funny because in my rear view mirror at one point I had one of the, uh, the Titan pro four X pickups behind me and I've never felt smaller in a vehicle. Uh, but again, it didn't matter. Old cars rule. And this thing was fantastic. It's awesome that they, they actually brought this out, uh, as part of their heritage lineup of cars. But after that, I, you know, had to jump into some newer stuff. Um, so this was actually the first chance for a lot of media to drive the brand new 2015 Nismo 370Z. And it's mostly uh, appearance upgrades. And it does look fantastic. Uh, it's got this great white and red paint scheme. I, I think you can get it in other colors, but this is the one that they're advertising. And it just looks awesome. It's got the lower LEDs. The car feels super planted. It actually feels more planted than I remember. So I'm gonna have to check the notes uh, and the specs from the automaker to see if they did any suspension tuning, which they might have. Um, it's it's not that light of a car. It doesn't feel that light, but it, it does feel like a whole lot of fun to toss around. And earlier in the morning, there was a little bit of rain on the road, so it made it even easier 
to to get the tail end out, even with traction control on. Um, traction was fighting, but the car was a, a bunch of fun. And what it has that synchro rev match, which some people love, but I, I or excuse me, some people hate. But I think it, I think it's fun. It just you know doesn't take away from any of the enjoyment of the car and can make you a little bit faster without just forcing you into a, a paddle shiftable automatic. However, the news for the Nismo is that you can finally get it with an automatic. I didn't drive that one. I stuck to the manual gearbox car and it was fun. It's got these amazing thin Recaro seats that at first I didn't even think were legal in the US because a lot of European automakers offer stuff like that for their sports cars. But apparently you can run with these uh, here because they're Recaros um, and they feel great. They were super comfortable. Throw in all the Alcantara suede inside that car, especially on the steering wheel, and the whole package works really well. But there was something there much, much faster than the Z. Uh, Nissan trotted out the Nismo GTR. Now, there are only two of these in the world right now, and one of them got crashed at uh, Goodwood, and that was the right-hand drive car. This car, same red and uh, white paint scheme like the 370Z, but oh my god, is it a totally different animal. I'm a, I'm a GTR fan. I have been since the car first came out, and it's only it's gotten more expensive, but not astronomically so. And so for what you get, it's still an incredible bang for the buck. The, the new Corvette Stingray is more bang for the buck in terms of, you know, you can have tons of fun in that car, but if you just want unbelievable performance, there's no better bargain than the GTR. The The car finally makes good noise, too. It, it was never known for being a noise monster, but now it sounds like a race car. There's Things shudder and... Uh, the, the gearbox wine, it just sounds like a spaceship race car, and it fits the package so perfectly. Uh, the seats feel fantastic. I asked if the steering rack was a quicker rack, but they said it was the same, but the suspension had been completely retuned. So it felt felt really quick. The GTR has always felt quick behind the wheel in terms of the steering feel, but this thing felt just, I mean, you, you think about turning, and it's turning. It It's a rocket ship. It's so fast. There's a slight, ever so slight, delay from the turbo spooling up, and then it's gone. It's just gone. If you're standing there watching it go, it's gone into the horizon, and it's now a blip in the distance. It's it's a, just an amazing performance vehicle, and it was awesome to get to drive it. Um, now, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Nissan also brought out their Canadian spec Micra. This is the car that's smaller than the Versa, and I gotta say, uh, and let me preface this by saying I don't like the Versa at all. In fact, I hate it. I, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I think there are better options out there in that segment. But the Micra was interesting. It was nice inside. It was comfortable. It looked more interesting and more dynamic. Uh, it was a little bit more fun to drive uh, with, you know, with less weight and the peppy little motor. Uh, I wish they offered that over the Versa. I mean, I know people want the Versa Note because it's a f very affordable and they get some of the packaging that they want with you know having the hatchback option but i gotta say man that micra was a pretty sweet little car uh and i would if i had to choose between versa and micra i'd take micra all day long um there's no question about it now another forbidden fruit car that they trotted out which really impressed me was the i'm, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong but the kashkai it's their basically like in between a Rogue and a Murano in terms of size, it seemed like. But the Qashqai, this is their diesel. And after driving a Rogue and going to the Qashqai, 
you just wonder why we even have the rogue, uh, even though it would cost huge sums of money for them to bring the Qashqai over here. It's built in, uh, I believe it's built in the UK. Uh, but with this diesel motor, it was probably somewhere in the, the high 100 horsepower range and then the high 200 for torque. You know, it's a small four-cylinder turbo diesel, diesel, and it doesn't use a CVT like a lot of other Nissans. It actually uses a real automatic. It was super smooth. The diesel engine was quiet. The interior was fantastic. This was a fairly loaded car, but it had suede inserts in the seats, you know, nav, Bluetooth, uh, start-stop for better fuel economy. The audio was nice. Basically, what they should do is kill off the Infiniti EX35. I don't, I don't know what the QX name for it is. Anyway, the QX, who cares? Um, and they should rebadge the Qashqai as just basically replace the Infiniti EX35 with the Qashqai, offer the diesel to make it more interesting. And I think that would be a bold move for Infiniti, but it would be a smart one too, because then you have something to compete with the Q5 that's more interesting. And um, I, I think that car could possibly do well here in that segment. I was really impressed with it. It was quiet. It was smooth. The diesel had plenty of power and it felt strong leaving the line. Uh, it was an impressive car. So, I mean, it just would cost too much to bring it here as a Nissan. So that's why. We, and it would cut into Rogue and it, It's in between Rogue and Murano, so it just doesn't fit for that segment. That's why I'm saying Nissan, make it an Infiniti. Now, another interesting car Nissan brought out um, was an uh, just a few years old Maxima that they've been tinkering with and toying with and putting in uh, aftermarket performance parts just to see what product, product, product planning might be able to do with future sporty Maximas down the road. So it shows that they really care about creating a more dynamic Maxima to live up to that sports sedan name. So this car had uh, a cold air intake, uh, Borla exhaust, uh, a few other features under the engine, but it also had racing Recaro seats. It actually had Takata harnesses, which was kind of funny. It had big wheels, big tires, big brakes, um, sway bars. They did st suspension stuff. So it was actually fun to drive. The, the goal there, what they were saying is, you know, they want to prove that a CVT equipped car can be fun. And it's true with the right engine and packaging, a CVT car can be fun. Like the new WRX proves because it keeps a car in the power band. It just so happens that the consumers are used to CVTs in boring cars. So this Maxima is a good platform to potentially explore the idea of a sports-oriented CVT. Um, and it was fun to drive. It made great noise. It was it was it had a low grumble at idle. It wasn't too loud at lower RPMs. And then when you step on it, it really woke up. It, I mean, it was, it was really nice. Um, now they also, Nissan trotted out all their trucks and their crossovers and their SUVs. And I didn't dive into too many of them, though I did take the 2014 Nissan Titan Pro 4X out for a spin. Um, it's hard to say no to a pickup truck with a 5.6 liter engine making well over 350 pound feet of torque, maybe closer to 400 pound feet of torque. Um, the engine makes that 5.6 liter always sounds good in all its applications. The captain's chairs were nice. It was nice to get up and have a commanding view of the road. Uh, so it's always fun to take a break and drive some trucks. And the Pro 4X is, is a nice one. Uh, it's about to be refreshed, though. 2015, we're going to see an all-new Nissan Titan. And uh, that, that's a good thing because, you know, all the other truck makers are, are stepping their games way up. So it Nissan's going to have to really bring some thunder with the next one. Um, after that, though, I, I jump back into some of the older vehicles. Uh, most notably for me personally, 
was Nissan actually brought a 240Z. Uh, and not just any 240Z, this was one of the cars that uh, years ago they found all those shells of the 240Z cars, rebuilt them as brand new cars with, you know, uh, warranties and all that stuff, sold them. They started at about $25,000. The program didn't go as well as they thought they did. So by the end of that run, those cars were in the high teens. Could you imagine buying what's essentially a brand new 240Z for under $20,000? That's amazing. This car was put together well. It sounded great. It just reminded me of, for those of you who might not know, a few years ago, I actually did a road trip in a 72 240Z, uh, drove cross country in it from California to Boston to deliver the car for my friend who had purchased it. I purchased it for him in California. So to get back into a 240Z, I felt right at home. The seats are so comfortable. Uh, the gearbox in this car wasn't as good just because the one I drove cross country had a short shift kit and it made a noticeable difference now driving a stock gearbox, but it was still fine. Um, nowhere near as sloppy as the 1960 pickup truck that I drove earlier, but the car uh, sounded good. It pulled hard. It pulled all the way up through the rev range. I mean, if you're looking at a, a car to get in on now to enjoy, but also make money down the road, the 240Z, it's, there's no question. That's my number one choice for that segment. If you want to find a Japanese car, because we all know the Japanese market is in the process of exploding. You need, you, you know, NSXs are already priced well. And I think obviously there's still ceiling left with the NSX, but you know, that's a $50,000 car. You can get 240Zs in good shape where you don't have to do anything in the teens. You can find them, uh, but that's quickly going to change. These cars are going to start like E30 M3s rose up, uh, like uh, some muscle cars rose up. Well, you know, the not the crazy Barrett-Jackson muscle cars, but your average muscle cars that are, are shooting up. The 240Z is the car to get if you want to make money down the road. I'm convinced of it. There are other Japanese uh, sports cars that you could find too, but they're going to be harder to find. Uh, I was talking about this with someone at Nissan today. We both agree that the Supra would be a great choice. If you could find one that's unmolested, good luck with that. They've all got single turbos. They've all got NOS. Uh, they've all got parts overnighted from Japan. Um, if you can find a stock Supra, buy it. Uh, another car I think that could be going up potentially down the road is the Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4. You never see them. You never see those things on the road. I think down the road that could be a, a serious collector's item. But it won't be more of a collector's item than the 240Z. And driving one today just refreshed in my mind that I need to have one in my life. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. But it would be nice. Um, but like I said, I don't think that's going to happen because I got the Civic to worry about, even though I would kick the Civic to the curb quickly. Um, but I am very excited for eventually the wagon to get done. So, yeah, it's been a good day so far uh, here in Nashville. Um, you know, always fun to get a, a large collection of vehicles together and uh, put them through the paces. Some of the back roads over there were pretty nice. I actually... Uh, thanks to another journalist friend of mine, uh, Mr. Davis Adams, I found a, a, this fantastic back road that was one way. So it's like the, the what is it called, Little Tuna in L.A. Um, one, one way, narrow, tree-lined awesomeness. No one on the road. And I'm just bombing down it in a 240Z. I actually went back and drove the GTR Nismo two more times, including one time on that road. And it was fantastic. That car is so much fun. It's, it's a brutal race car for the street 
that's actually has comfortable seats and you could drive it every day. It's, it's, it's an amazing machine. Uh, it's, I can understand why people would hate on the car because they want a more, a bit more analog of an experience, but oof, I mean, you, you can leave that car speechless at what it's capable of. Um, but that, that's what's been going on on this trip. Um, what I've been driving lately, nothing too special. Uh, just had, uh, the, I actually just had the 2014 Corolla on a trip back east. Um, it's more engaging to drive than my wife's Prius and the interior is nicer than I expected. There you go. Um, and I actually like it better than Nissan's offering the Sentra. Uh, so, you know, the styling has come a long way in that car. It looks nicer. And you know, there's a reason it's one of the best selling cars ever made. You know, it's basic transportation that gets the job done. But in the new one, you know, you get Bluetooth, nav, uh, XM radio, heated seats. So there's a, a payoff there. Um, small cars have just gotten better. It's, it's harder to find faults with the affordable cars because they offer so much for great prices. Um, and I'm distracted right now because there's an AT&T commercial on the TV in the background and the chick in this commercial is just so hot. <laughs> so, so it's been a long day and I'm distracted. Uh, but yes, the AT&T girl is very attractive. Uh, yeah, random digression there. See, that's how you know it's the Hooniverse podcast. Even without Blake to take me on different paths, I get distracted by hot AT&T chicks and now a trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is going to be awesome. Uh, but back to what I've been driving. Uh, when I get back home, back to California, um, well, actually, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, I will be getting home today. And I will have the 2015 Cadillac Escalade waiting for me at the airport. I'm excited. Uh, this is one of my guilty pleasure vehicles. It, it's something I should hate, and I don't. It's big. It's stupid. Uh, but the new car, I think, looks fantastic. I can't wait to see those taillights in person. Uh, the interior is supposed to be finally, you know, world class in terms of luxury, not chintzy materials. So I'm going to drive it and I'm going to enjoy it. I've always loved the Escalade, even though I would never buy one. Uh, I did road trip in an Escalade hybrid once and it was a great trip. Uh, in fact, I forced a guy to get out of my way on a twisty section of road in California uh, in a three series BMW. And I was on his ass in that Escalade and he was so pissed, but he knew he had to move over because I was going faster. Uh, it wasn't safe, but it was fun, and uh, I was laughing about it, and I still do laugh about it when I think about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to try the the new Escalade. But after that, it's back to the world of supercars for me because I'm getting to spend a few days with the Lamborghini Aventador Roadster. Yep, hate hate on me if you want. Um, that's fine. I, I'll I'll be driving my five hundred thousand dollar car and ignoring you over the sound of that engine. Uh, I like Lamborghinis. I just love how there's no apologies necessary or offered with a Lamborghini. They're, inc they're insane. They're loud, they're brash, they're in your face, and if you buy a Lamborghini, that's what you would want the car to be. Uh, I, I would prefer in my own personal life where I shopping in that segment, I'd get something from the Aston Martin stable of cars because there's a little bit more uh, upscale gentleman to that, like me, I'm an upscale gentleman. Um, but the Aventador is just raw evil and uh, I love driving Lamborghinis and this is one of the craziest ones you can get. Um, so I, I'm excited about that and I'll tell you all about it after I get it and we'll do some kick-ass video work on that one to try to bring you the noise and the experience as best that I can, which isn't that good, but I'm trying, I'm learning. Um, 
And then uh, after that, I'm going to be driving some of the new, speaking of Aston Martin, heading to Scotland to uh, drive a handful of the, well, I think all actually of the 2015 model year lineup. Um, so that should be a, a good trip. I've never been to the United Kingdom. I'm very excited to go to the United Kingdom. And, um, uh, you know, it's uh, something to look forward to. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to fill you in, not leave you without a podcast. I think we left you with one or without one last week. I don't know. We missed one in there. So I wanted to make sure I get you one, even though if it's a sh- even though it's a shorter one. I apologize about that. Um, we should be back to normal or we should get you a full a full run episode here in the uh, the coming weeks. Uh, I think Blake and I will be back there a little bit more. We've been testing out the Smoking Tire Studio. Those guys have a kick-ass new spot, and we're thankful that we get to record there on occasion. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Hooniverse Podcast on the road, special episode just after driving a bunch of Nissans. Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, let me know in the comments. And if you did like this quick one, let me know because maybe we could do more of these from when I'm traveling. We can get Blake to do some from his travels, and uh, I'll do more from my travels. So, There you go. I'm going to go get drunk now uh, on whatever the main street is in Nashville. Peace.